0: Welcome to the Core Principles Podcast. Thank you for tuning in, and we hope you'll enjoy this lively discussion of relevant topics, which we attempt to examine through the lens of unchanging, objective truth. Here's the host of the Core Principles Podcast, Clay Howerton. Thank you, Suzanne. Today on Core Principles, I'm going to talk briefly about a Supreme Court case regarding compelled speech. We're all aware that the First Amendment upholds some key core principles for this land of liberty specifically quote congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or restricting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances We've all observed that Democrats and liberals and leftists oppose every aspect of that bedrock foundational core of this nation's being. They have often proven they oppose free speech, and rarely more clearly than they've been doing since Elon Musk bought Twitter. He says he is for free speech, and therefore leftists want to destroy him. Thus, no decent person can remain affiliated with Democrats, liberals, or leftists. We've also seen that the same anti-American cabal of Democrats, liberals, and leftists hate the principles in the First Amendment about peaceable assembly. They literally said in the wake of the violent, terroristic attacks on cities by Antifa BLM, who says protests should be peaceful? They laughably called the burning of cities by those terrorists mostly peaceful demonstrations. Only a fool could give legitimate credence to any Democrat, liberal, or leftist. And of course, any discerning observer has long recognized that Democrats, liberals, and leftists hate Christians, so they resent the founding principles of this nation, and they oppose the Free Exercise of Religion Clause of the First Amendment. They prove this all the time. But for a recent example, remember how they sought first to close churches and demoralize faithful people during the last few years. When we think of freedom of speech, I suspect we generally think of the fact that the government cannot prevent citizens from freely expressing opinions. Obviously, the current administration has proven they hate free speech, given their inclination to form a disinformation board within the Department of Homeland Security. Further proof of how vehemently Democrats, liberals, and leftists hate free speech can be observed with the Twitter expose that is happening. But, free speech also means the government cannot compel anyone to say anything they don't believe and that is the core principle at issue in the current supreme court case 303 creative versus ellens a headline from the post millennial supreme court weighs compelled speech versus free speech in case of Christian Colorado web designer who opposes same-sex marriage. And from that article. On Monday, the Supreme Court heard arguments in the case of 303 Creative LLC versus Ellens, a case relating to a Colorado website designer's claims that the state's discrimination laws would violate free speech rights Protected under the First Amendment. According to SCOTUS blog, 303 Creative LLC owner Lori Smith, a devout Christian, wants to expand her business to include wedding websites, but does not want to design websites for same sex weddings and wants to announce publicly on her own website that the company would not be undertaking such projects. Colorado's Anti Discrimination Act says that Coloradans are entitled to the full and equal enjoyment of all goods, services, facilities, privileges, advantages, or accommodations offered to the public regardless of protected class. Smith argues that applying this to her would violate the First Amendment because it would require her to create messages, speech, that are inconsistent with her beliefs, and it would bar her from announcing her beliefs. Now, Smith has said that her decision to undertake a project is not related to the identity of any person requesting the work, but to the message that would be conveyed. So she says, for example, she would happily design a website for a customer who happened to be LGBTQIA plus whatever, but not take on a project promoting a message such as there's a same-sex marriage. Now I should highlight that what the LGBTQIA plus brigade are really trying to compel people to do is to denounce God as being either wrong or irrelevant. But Clay, how can you say that? Well, it's 100% true and accurate, and now I will prove it with facts only. No opinion. Here is what God says about the matters that the LGBTQIA plus brigade are demanding. First, regarding the TQIA plus part of the acronym... Look at Genesis 1.27. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. The latter part of the alphabet brigade demands that people declare that truth from Genesis as being either false or irrelevant. Now to declare that truth either false or irrelevant would be to say that God is, in the opinion of the one saying such a thing, either wrong or irrelevant. No faithful Jew nor faithful Christian will ever do such a thing, of course. Next, regarding the LGB and possibly Q part of the acronym, read Leviticus chapter 18. In it, God commands Moses to instruct the people by way of commands relayed to the men of Israel that they must not commit sexual sins. Verses 6 through 20 in that chapter primarily deal with all types of incest, which, of course, is contrary to God's holy nature. Verse 21 covers all manner of child abuse, including pedophilia, And it may be considered to deal with abortion as well. Verse 23 forbids bestiality, that is, sex with animals. So obviously, all of these sexual sins are serious and contrary to God's holy nature. In between the prohibitions against incest, pedophilia, and bestiality, in verse 22, we read this simple and unambiguous statement by the only moral, ethical authority in the universe, the Creator, who commands, quote, do not have sexual relations with a man as one does with a woman that is detestable, unquote. Now, because God unambiguously forbids homosexual activity, people who resent that fact have tried to discount it by claiming that God also forbade eating shellfish or wearing certain fabrics. Now, those people are either unwittingly or knowingly conflating malum prohibitum restrictions with malum in se prohibitions. The former were practical restrictions that were not inherently evil actions, but while they were forbidden, The violation and disobedience to God was itself evil. God lifted those practical restrictions without any change in his nature. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. But the malamense prohibitions such as murder, theft, lying, and all the sexual sins were and always are opposed to God's nature. Jesus amplified their continued application and unchanging relevance in our lives. Therefore, people who demand others declare any of those actions to be acceptable in spite of God saying the opposite are explicitly demanding that others denounce God as being in their view either wrong or irrelevant. And what about marriage? God defines marriage, and we humans have no legitimate say in that. We can never override what God has defined, no matter what any government may recognize as certain contractual relationships, even if they cynically use the same word marriage to describe those contractual relationships. No relationship has actual commonality with actual marriage apart from what God defined, equally for all, husband plus wife. Jesus also amplified this unchangeable truth. Therefore, anyone demanding that others call same-sex contractual relationships by the term marriage is demanding that others denounce God as being, in their opinion, either wrong Or irrelevant. These things are not only compelled speech, they're compelled blasphemy. Surely no government has legitimate authority to compel speech nor blasphemy. Have a blessed day. Core Principles Podcast is produced in Paducah, Kentucky by Real Productions. Music is by Late July.